3 triple Z. 92.3 FM. The following program is in English. Thank you. You're tuned in to L'Chaim, to life, with your host, Morris Klein, who just happens to be my baby brother. Shalom Aleichem, it's L'Chaim time, to life, Jewish life and more. 20 years ago, on the 9th of August, a terrorist blew up the Sabaro Pizza restaurant in the heart of Yerushalayim, killing 15 civilians, including seven children and a pregnant woman, and 130 were wounded. Frimit and Arnold Roth are still pursuing justice for their daughter Mulki and all the victims, seeking to bring the terrorist mastermind, Achlam Tamini, before the American courts. Yasha Koyach to the Roth family and others. We would like to dedicate tonight's L'chaim to the victims of the Sabaro terrorism. May their memories be a blessing. Mori with Gabby Crafty, President of UJEB, the United Jewish Education Board, discussing the future of Jewish education here in Melbourne. So sit back and relax. It's L'chaim to life here on 92.3 FM, 3 Triple Z. Hi, I'm Alan Schwartz, co-founder of the Victorian Jewish Schools Project. We have built one of the finest Jewish education systems in the world. But today, and over the next two decades, a combination of powerful demographic, cultural and financial forces threatens the future of our schools. This Victorian Jewish Schools Project 2021 discussion paper is the first step in a multi-year strategy. It describes the gravity of the situation and four possible options for addressing it. We know that no self-appointed group can decide the fate of our schools. This is a matter for the entire community. The working group seeks to fill this gap by undertaking the broadest possible community consultation. Please get in contact by registering via the Jewish Schools Project website, www.jewishschoolsproject.com. Thank you. Gabby Crafty is passionate about Jewish education, having graduated from the Jewish day school system and youth movements. Since 2019, she's been the president of the United Jewish Education Board, or UJEB, and has helped transform it into the dynamic educational institution it is today, something we will explore during our chat. Gabby is also a barrister practicing in commercial law. Today we'll be discussing the challenges Jewish education in Victoria is facing and how Gabby sees the role of UJEB in a potentially difficult future. Gabby, welcome to L'Chaim. Thank you. Uh, perhaps if we could start with a summary of UJEB's role within the Jewish education system in Victoria and what changes have occurred over the two years you've been its president. So UJEB provides Jewish education and Jewish engagement opportunities to kids who don't attend Jewish schools. Up until 2016, UJEB was the sole provider of religious education for Jewish students in government schools. That has not been our role since 2016 when religious education schools was abolished. So we are not the UJEB that I think a lot of the community remembers us as. We're a completely different organisation. We're not a provider of scripture like BJE does up in Sydney. 
we are the provider of Jewish education and experiences and engagement for students who are outside the Jewish day school system and we provide those programs before school, after school and at lunchtime. And we do it from prep through to year 12. There's a whole range of programs and activities and experiences. In answer to your question, how has it changed over the past couple of years? The the pandemic's probably been the biggest change over the past couple of years, but uh, I think the journey that UJEB's been on in the past couple of years is really the continuation of the trajectory that we've been on for the past sort of five years, which is to grow into this new role of being something that is much, much bigger than a provider of what was religious education and into something that's much more holistic and much more fit for purpose servicing the needs of the community and the 4,000 kids who sit outside the Jewish day schools in Victoria. Mm. Last week's Australian Jewish News devoted almost five pages to Jewish education, focusing its front three pages on the discussion paper Rethinking the Future of Our Jewish Schools, produced by Alan Schwartz, AM, convener of the Victorian Jewish Schools Project. The combination of financial, cultural and demographic factors outlined in the discussion paper make for bleak reading. If one accepts the overall trends set out in the report, greater numbers of Jewish students would be expected to come into the government school sector. How could UGEB respond to such an influx? So UGEB always will be there for the community to serve its needs. So it's really important for me to say something which I guess is in some ways moot that or obvious, and that is that UGEB doesn't exist to draw kids away from private Jewish schools. We're only there to service the needs of the students outside the Jewish schools. And so if that need grows, we will meet that need and we respond to what parents and families and learners want of us. So, for example, and I suppose this is another development over the past couple of years, it's really been probably four years, it's the explosion or the growth in our Hebrew immersion programs. We've gone from having it at one school to now I think we're at seven or eight schools and that's an intensive Hebrew language program that's taught at a primary school level and that's something we've expanded that at the request of parents. So that's an example of how we respond to the, the needs and desires of families we, we work with our families to give them what they are asking for. We also help canvas ideas, but we're mostly responsive in that sense. Mm. And do you foresee plans to sort of broaden the curriculum that is being offered or is that limited because of the uh, general curriculum within the school? We can't influence or have any involvement in school curriculum. We've got no role to play whatsoever mm. in school curricula. Um, and that's that's the firm decision of the government and successive governments that UJB and other providers of cultural and religious and ethnic programming do not have any involvement in curriculum, but we are well supported outside of that. So, for example, UJB is an accredited community languages of Victoria School and, again, is supported to deliver its services outside of school hours. So the Hebrew language program is one of our many programs that we run. We have other programs as well, and again, they are developed and improved upon continuously to meet the needs and expectations of our parents. And we continuously strive for improvement because there's no shortage of improvements to be made, and there's also no shortage of innovations to to be achieved as well. I mean, education is a, a, a dynamic space, and we don't sit still in that space. We move where the trends of education are moving to deliver the best Jewish education we can for the resources that we have. Mm. You're quoted in the Jewish News as saying that tackling extremely high school fees was just one piece of the puzzle. 
what other pieces do you feel need to be addressed? Probably, unsurprisingly, it'd be great to see the community invest in UJEB as well as mm. investing in the schools. So, for example, our big dream at UJEB is to have a centre and buses where we can get kids from the schools where they are and bring them to our centre and they can do their Jewish studies and they can do their Hebrew and they can do their Jewish engagement and their interaction with one another at our centre. So that's another piece of the puzzle. I think other pieces of the puzzle include youth movements, which are a critical part of the Jewish education landscape in Victoria. I think another part of the puzzle is adult education and adult engagement. Jewish life and culture beyond the schools is really important. So when you've got a thriving Jewish culture in the community and parents themselves are engaged and they can share the love of that at home, you actually increase an appetite for Jewish education more globally. I think Jewish education is a much, much bigger conversation than what's the economic outlook for four schools. It's a much, much bigger conversation, but it's a really important part of that conversation. I certainly agree with you there. The discussion paper put forward four options, the one being the status quo being maintained, which is effectively ruled out because uh, the whole thing looks so bleak if we just keep going down the same road. A merger of the four major schools into two and uh, a new VCE centre combining years 10 to 12. And um, lastly, a greater collaboration between the schools. Have you had a chance to form an opinion on the viability of at least three of those options? I've read the report. I suppose with my hat on as president of UJEB, I don't really feel it's for me to comment on mm. what the best options are for the schools. It's really a matter for the schools. On a personal level, I could well understand if the schools were reluctant to water down their models or alter their models. I could personally understand that. I think that, that they're each rightly proud of what they deliver and think each provides an incredible service to the community. I would have loved to have seen a fifth option put on the table. And one of the great things about this project is that it is an initial discussion paper and there will be more iterations of this paper and it's just the beginning. But a fifth option clearly to my mind is alongside the Jewish Day Schools how does the community confront the reality that 40% of students don't attend those schools? I think it is unrealistic to assume that all of those 4,000 kids are going to end up in the Jewish day school system if we somehow just lower fees. I think that's too simplistic. And it also doesn't afford proper respect to the parents or the families of those 4,000 kids. It, it makes assumptions about, about those families that ought not be made. It doesn't engage with those families in a proper or meaningful way and it doesn't ask them what do you really want or how do you want to educate your kids, if at all, about their Jewish identity. And so that's the part where UJEB does play a very big role. We do have those conversations with those families and we do know a little bit about what they want and how they want to go about it. And if we're going to get real about what Jewish education means in 2021 and beyond, we have to stop judging parents who don't send their kids to Jewish schools because there's a whole range of reasons why they don't. And for those who do want to provide some form of Jewish education to their kids outside the Jewish day school system, we've got to provide yeah, I think that's a, a very valid point and certainly it can't be ignored. Do you think, are there any lessons to be learned for you, Jeb, from what is happening overseas outside the Jewish day school sector? Absolutely. There are loads of incredible organisations in the US, in Canada, in England, all the while remembering the different regulatory frameworks that exist 
because that's really important. I know people say, oh, well, there's a Jewish public schools in England. Why can't we do it here? It's not as simple as that. There are very, very different regulatory and legal frameworks and different policy settings. That's not to say it's impossible here. It's just that you've got to compare apples with apples. But that's, again, not to say that you can't extract lessons and apply them. There's some incredible stuff going on in the US that we try and draw from and we have conversations with our partners and other organisations in the US to try and try and be as cutting edge as we possibly can. And I know, for example, we're doing a lot of work in the AI space that is artificial intelligence mm. uh, and on and in the online learning space. And we're hoping to make some exciting announcements about that in the future. But yes, we absolutely and also oh, sorry, and the biggest partner of all I should have mentioned is Israel. Yeah. Um, looking at what gets done in Israel, I should have mentioned, of course, is where we get our primary focus outside of Australia. UGIP President Gabby Crafty, thank you very much for joining us on the home. Your valuable insights into the important role of UGIP and the way that it's involved in Jewish education sphere here in Victoria, very much appreciated. And it's a role that I'm sure will take on extra significance in the coming years. So thank you very much. Thanks, Murray. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk to you about this really important topic. Well, that's it for another Power Pack Lachaim. To life, Jewish life and more. Murray's interview was most insightful. The passionate Gabby Crafty and the United Jewish Education Board, UJEB, have a very important role to play in the future of the Victorian Jewish education sector. Yasha Koyach to Gabby Crafty and UJEB CEO, Yitzhak Stockman. Our thoughts are with the Beeson family, with the passing of their matriarch, Eva Beeson. Baruch Dayan Ha'emet. May her memory be a blessing. Right, you'll find in about 15 minutes to half an hour a recording of tonight's Lachaim program at 3zzz.com.au. Click on the down arrow in the Listen to a Show square and scroll down to the Jewish group. You'll find it there. Links to YouTube recordings of tonight's interviews will be posted to the Lachaim and Morris Klein Facebook pages tomorrow. Please check out the other two programs that make up the Jewish group here at 3ZZZ. The Hebrew Hour, Shabbat Shalom, 3pm on Friday, and the Yiddish Hour, 11am on Sunday. If you'd like to contact us here at Lechaim, our email is lchaim3zzz at gmail.com. For only $16, please consider becoming a member of the Jewish group here at 3ZZZ. And for seniors, it's just $11. Again, click on 3zzz.com.au. Many thanks again to Team Lachaim, Dr. George Bankey, the executive producer, Dr. Murray Frankel, and Jeff Deegan. So thank you for tuning in, and please join us again next week on Lachaim. My name is Morris Klein. I'm Yisrael Chai, and peace. <laughs>